Hi folks, Dave here. I am currently editing the episode two days late from when I would normally be posting it. And I have just reminded myself that I need to put a quick sort of content warning in this. A major portion of this episode is about sex work and we uh, spend a lot of time talking about that. So if that bothers you or um, or if you've got kids around who you don't necessarily want to have hear us talk about that, uh, that, you should probably know that we do spend some time talking about it. So that's it. We've talked about that subject enough that you, at this point you probably know that we're, we might talk about it, but you know, it comes up a lot in this one. So anyway, other than that, hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Now is not the time. Now is the Fraser time. Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Sales and Scrambled Eggs, a Frasier podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 1121, Detour. I wanted to do like a shoulder thing, like yeah. I was like tipping a hat, like uh-huh. you're, like I'm on a tour trolley. <laughs> like at uh-huh. San Francisco, you yeah. know, where Frasier lives. Yeah, 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 where, where Frasier is. You know the show... Just Frasian. <laughs> oh, that's what we should have called the podcast. We should have. But we didn't. I didn't know enough about Frasier to suggest that at the time. You know what I. Oh, I think I forgot to bring up. Last episode. Last episode when I was talking about watching that Cheers episode with Candy. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I forgot to mention is that in that. When he was ta- talking about how happy he was with Candy in that Cheers episode. One of the things he said that I really thought was really interesting was, like, normally, I'm stuffy old Frasier, but when I'm with Candy, I'm Frage. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, which I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, it was, he was like, I'm just, he doesn't say just Frage. Mm -hmm. Like, I was trying to be careful not to say that and then i almost just said it so uh, but he doesn't say he's just phrase but he does describe himself as phrase when he's with candy i like that yeah because there's that callback to that Mm -hmm. and i like yeah yeah nice which i don't think was a callback but it it, for us it's a callback because to Mm -hmm. me like thinking of Frasier is like trying to be casual at mm-hmm. him talking about being Frage. Mm-hmm. I find that like uh, it's it's very reminiscent. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we're talking about detour, so let's talk about detour. Do we have letters? Right, of course. We do that before we talk about any of the episode things now. <laughs> I think a couple times you've said your bits before we got to the we're listening bit. I know, and, I, and that's always weird, so I've stopped yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that. Uh, and I just, I had a moment where I thought you would do that. So, also, Dave, cut all those things if you haven't already. So, we're going to jump right into the bit, uh, part of the episode called We're Listening, where we respond to your messages. You send us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at FraserPod at gmail.com. Speaking of how we're listening, before we even start reading these, I just want to say, like, I want to thank those of you who showed up to our our meetup uh, last weekend. Also, I uh, apologize for uh, being delaying things again, uh, but it has been a million degrees here, and it uh, we just we couldn't get up the energy to record the thing. But uh, but uh, it was very nice talking to everybody, and. Um, 
and hopefully the heat will remain broken enough for us to record continue recording and, and things but no we'll just push through <laughs> we'll try we'll have to because my work is about to get way more busy mm-hmm. anyway so getting into the emails uh we got one from sean holland about Fraser makes three uh where he says Diana, I'm hoping you can uh, use a break from podcasting to work on some Daphne slash Ross slash Niles fan fiction. <laughs> I also enjoyed that Charlotte thought Frasier likes Frank better than her. Yep. Um, what we really need is some Daphne, Ross, Niles, Charlotte fan fiction. Oh, and some- Charlotte in there. Because Frasier's going to be with Frank in the other fan fiction. No, Charlotte's just not in it at all. Oh, does she leave before the end of the end of the show? She's not. Um, it's a fan fiction. I know, I know, I know. And the fiction part means I can do whatever I want. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I will say I legitimately like Charlotte. Yeah, but this is a different show now. Okay, no, I agree. This is a different show now. I don't know what the episode we just watched, Detour. Mm-hmm. What show is? What show am I watching? <laughs> Because um, I'm not in any of my locations. There's the worst green screen of all um, time. I'm sorry. You say that. We actually spend a decent amount of time in your favorite location. An elevator. Okay. But that scene was weird. And it's I weird. did not like yeah, yeah. it. I did not yeah. like that scene. Right. For a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But. Okay, let's talk about this letter. Let's talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. this letter. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I did enjoy also that Charlotte thought Frasier liked Frank more. Yes. Which, who did, like, honestly, I really liked Frank. So I get I it. I did too. Like, definitely not as good as Roger. No. But again, I, mean, I think we think of Roger as Ra's boyfriend material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Frank is just a good pal. Like, good pal. We, I want Frank as a Bob. We need a counterpart. <laughs> Frank need- as a Bob. Frank is a better Bob. Yeah, like- and like, we. I just realized what this entire show's been missing this entire time. Just like a buddy? Yeah. Like a nice buddy that's yeah. fun? Yeah. Like, you need. Like, because Niles. You, Niles oh, yeah, and the Fraser. fun best friend. We don't have the fun best like, Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have it. Like, I was going to say. Okay, I don't know why my immediate thing to jump to was, like, Skippy from Family Ties, but, like, he wasn't that. He was the, he was the Urkel. He was the, like, obsessed, like, too obsessed now. He Like, he's more of the Noel. Like, yeah, see, this is the thing is, we had mo- some more of that at the beginning, right? Because we yeah. had a bull- we had Bulldog yeah. and all the other things, and then they're just like, nah, scrap it. Yeah, none scrap of, but it. still none of them but were the scrappy we best friend. What? None of still none of them were the like know, fun best friend. But okay, even if I really enjoyed like Cam Winston. Yeah. yeah. And I wish that we had more Cam Winston mm-hmm. earlier on. I'm I'm not even saying like ten episodes a season or something. Right. But it just a couple. Yeah. And then had that Every week, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to make Fraser better. This is really has <laughs> nothing to do with your letters, but it's just dawned on me, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it works out when 
this is the real reason why you miss Claire and all yep. of these other people is they're that quirky best friend that helps like break it up because mm-hmm. I love Niles. Yeah. But Niles works with Daphne because Daphne is so different. So yeah. when Fraser and Niles are doing their thing together, it just like the show became very samey in the last mm-hmm. couple seasons. Yeah. And I realize now that Charlotte's sort of breaking that up, but also what show is this? Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> anyway. Uh so the last <laughs> one last little bit from Sean is simply Thanks for the hockey joke. It really put the icing on that cake. Wow. Wow. <laughs> here for it thank you <laughs> um and then um we also got an email from ben about the uh, recent episodes okay uh, ben writes uh hi dave and diana i will say okay i need to take a moment maybe okay. it's just because i always say the episode starting and then i say i'm dave and you say diana mm-hmm. but everybody always says dave and diana and I and I always feel bad. I always kind of want to read it backwards. Why? I don't know. Because like I don't come first. I just say my name first because I'm reading the title card. But like, well, we share. It's a shared. Yeah, we're on the same line. We're not a featuring. It's <laughs> true. It's we're, not a featuring. We're like that's why it's even TJF Arcade production. We're we are TJF Arcade. The thing is, like Dave and I have always been even. Yes. Like. We're never really anything that's a competition has always been very goofy and funny. Mm-hmm. We're not against each other at all. Mm-hmm. We're like the same. And like sometimes I'll make, you know, kind of like jokey jokes mm-hmm. where it seems like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't like mm-hmm. Dave. But I, but I like Dave so much. Uh huh. And can, we're just the same. Right. I think what you're referring to is the fact that like, there are certain things that are, have been quoted from our uh, our Twitch streams, and a significant portion of them are about Diana wanting to murder me. Uh, <laughs> as we learned this weekend. Okay, but the thing, but the thing was, uh huh, about all those times that I've said that, it was just so deadpan. And wasn't I wasn't like mad? Yeah, right. And I'm laughing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the funniest thing is like I don't like get mad at Dave like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't. You don't actually want to murder me. No. Yeah. No. I know. I know. I uh, that was mostly an and, ins- uh, and a joke so, for you. Like that's so like um cliche. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, like no. Right. Right. Every every thread of murder you've ever made has been hilarious. <laughs> what? I mean, it's true. Okay. No, these the quotes that I'm literally talking about right now are all hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You saying you're going to cut me in half with an axe and keep the half you like better? Yeah. That's hilarious. I know, it's really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's get into Ben's email. <laughs> We've only made it past the, the like, intro so as ben writes uh i finally had the opportunity to catch up on some recent episodes uh you want to go long in your last few podcasts i'm here to help with that (laughs) which is great because we have started recording late um anyway but first i wanted to say a little bit about what the podcast means to me uh so much has been going on in the i 
Yeah, the face you're making is the correct one. Don't do this to me. Yep. You were having the correct reaction. I've already read this, but yes, you're having the correct reaction. Anyway, um, so much has been going on in the UK over the last few years and, you know, around the world, too. And sometimes it feels like everything is changing very quickly. Sometimes I feel like I don't quite recognize my own country. But podcasts are a constant through change, and that most certainly applies to yours. As well as the big national and international events, there have been changes to my personal life. I work in a different place, and I live in a different house to when I started listening. I can remember that your podcast made me laugh properly for the first time after Trump won the election. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can even remember the specific line, Dave saying, People gotta have teeth! <laughs> Which, like, I, I just gotta cut in and say, I distinctly remember saying that. I do not remember why. I have no idea what the context is, but I do I do remember that. I have no idea what the context was. Anyway, um, nowadays, I'm more likely to listen when walking than in the car, since I haven't been to the office for five months. And so, instead of through traffic, you're generally accompanying me through the English countryside. I love listening. Your relationship shines through each episode so authentically. I'll miss Dave's attention to detail, Diana's laugh, uh, the sometimes very surreal tangents, and maybe also some stuff about Fraser. I'll miss it all. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Dave, you didn't prepare me. I know. That was on purpose. So this reaction would come through. And this is why I want to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, but thank you. That's very touching. It, it was. Oh, you mean what I said to you? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean what what Ben. Said. I know it was really nice. Thank it was you. Really nice. And 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 I want to say uh, to you and everyone, like we've mentioned this before, but like we may take a break from podcasting, but we're not disappearing. And um, and and as I said to some listeners recently. One great way to still interact with us more immediately, actually, is on our Twitch stream. We don't stream super often, but frequently enough. It's at twitch.tv slash Arcade. Technically, it's a video game stream, but it's about video games as much as this podcast is about Frasier. In that, the answer is technically. The video games are happening, but that's not what it's about. It's just Sometimes it's about it, but I don't think you... I totally have to understand. Yeah, it depends. It depends night to night for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my point. It's like yeah, a video game is happening. We're just hanging out and yeah. talking about stuff. Um. So yeah, if you go to Twitch.tv/tgifrk and you can hang out with us and and talk and and it's pretty much an immediate interaction. And but it's all the same kind of stuff that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. St- stretched out for longer. We, wa- we watch an episode of Frasier <laughs> and then we talk about it over like four hours. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that might be tonight's podcast. <laughs> Hopefully I not. To, I felt like, I feel like being very chatty and yeah, yeah. like, and. Me too. Yeah. Okay. But also, I have to go to work tomorrow. So. You do. <laughs> you do. You have to go so far. I, okay. I have to be awake for work tomorrow, is the more accurate issue 
Anyway, onto the episodes, of which I'll do as a series of numbered points instead of whole paragraphs, because this is going to be long anyway. Okay. Uh, match game. Uh, one, Brad and Cindy, are you allowed to go to Cafe Nervosa and just sit there with your own food without ordering anything? Seems a bit strange. It does. It does seem strange. I, re- though, I remember once uh, meeting up with a couple of people at a restaurant. It was like a cafe, but like they were getting food. I wasn't planning to. I just needed. I was just needed to meet up with these people to like mm-hmm. talk about some things that we were working on at the time. And I remember going there, and the when when the um, waitress came up to the table, she was like, "Well, if you aren't ordering anything, there's a there's a six dollar chair fee." I was like, "What? What?" She was like, "Yeah, like if you're not going to order any food, you still need to like pay to just be here." I was like, uh, "Okay, I guess I'll just buy a coffee then." Like it was such a weird thing, but like th- that was a very specifically weird thing. This them like like Brad and Cindy bringing in the food, yeah, is definitely a weird like that's not cool. I don't think I've ever heard this story before. <laughs> or maybe you told me a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it was before I knew you. This it was, was in the here. Pain. It was in the very... No. Oh, I thought it was there. It was in Harvard Square. Oh, okay. It was actually at Grasshopper. Oh. It was the only time I've ever been... In, was ever actually inside there. I could see them doing it at yeah. Grasshopper. That place is closed now, which is the only reason I'm willing to say it out loud. Um... It was at gra- it was at this ca- uh, cafe in Harvard Square called Grasshopper. The only time I've ever eaten anything from there was somebody randomly giving me a cake for helping them out. They had a, they had a slice of cake from Grasshopper. It was a very good cake, but um, that's it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's weird. It's weird to bring food into a into a mm-hmm. place like that. Uh, two. Uh, when Fraser says he's talking, uh, uh sorry. When Fraser says uh, he's taking everyone to the same restaurant, so the woman is the only variable, I enjoyed this because I studied psychology and a lot about controlling extraneous and confounding variables. Of course, he isn't quite right. There are things to consider like the chef, the servers, the food ordered, the other diners, the music, whether you're tired or a bit cranky, etc., all of which might affect overall perception of the date. There are a ton of other variables, but I suppose Fraser is doing what he can to control them in a naturalistic environment. Which totally a thing that crossed my mind when he said that but i also understand i was thinking the same thing it's like it's only so much you can do mm-hmm. in like when you're when you're trying to do like science like but like science of studying individual people mm-hmm. and their personalities and whatever like there's only so much three love Roz's line when harvest says natural char- childbirth needn't be painful which is i needn't be it it needn't be, but it be. Mm-hmm. Which yes, very good line. Four. Also love Frasers. A monkey throwing darts at the Seattle phone book would find a better mate. Hell, a dart loving monkey would uh, dart loving dart throwing monkey would be a better mate. Also- I love a dart loving monkey. I love those. I go to the zoo all the time. I love how they just hold their little darts and take them here and there and everywhere. Mm. They're like a sensation. They have a billboard and everything. Okay, so I was going to edit around that mistake, but now I won't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> five. 
Really liked the scene uh, with Fraser and Charlotte in the restaurant. I don't know if it was a stunt performer when the heel breaks, but but I presume it was because Charlotte falls hard in that scene. Yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah. That, I assume it probably was a stunt performer, um, because yeah, I feel like she does hit pretty hard. Yeah, I I like, actually wondered that as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, okay, little side note thing. Uh, there's a... I, I feel like I've mentioned it before, but there's a channel I watch sometimes called Corridor Crew, and they do these, like, things w- about stuntmen reacting to different scenes, and I just watched one where the scene was from iCarly, and the stuntman was like, did you just say iCarly? Like, why, like mm-hmm. we're gonna do a scene from iCarly, but then they cut to the scene, and it's kind of a funny scene where like a guy like falls from the ceiling and like bounces on the floor and watch and then he was like oh this yeah i know that guy it turns (laughs) out they like like i or or, like i remember hearing about this the actor it was it wasn't a stunt person the actor thought he was prepared and like they didn't have pat he like just drops and bounces and just gets knocked out like straight up knocked out because they he was not ready to get dropped and there was no real Are you padding being the person talking about this experience no Are you talk- You're talking about him knowing what happened there where that guy got oh straight so they up- just watch it without any context i thought the only time i've seen is they have like an expert there. yeah so the stunt man who mm-hmm. was in the video watching the scene uh-huh. Once he saw the scene, he knew what it was mm-hmm. and, like, knew what had happened there mm-hmm. and knew that, like, the guy in that scene just got straight up knocked out and the actors are still trying to act normally, but he is, like, unconscious in that scene because he was not ready for what had happened and there's no real padding and, mm-hmm. like, they didn't slow him down enough and it was, like, this whole thing. is like, they did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and he just got knocked out. In this scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that didn't happen to the person playing Charlotte, whether it was Laura Linney or not, (laughs) in this scene. (laughs) But, yeah. Like, sometimes you're making a silly show and it goes wrong because you're trying to have a fun stunt. You sound like a some kind of made-for-TV thing about, like, accidents at work (laughs) or something. You're like... It's all fun until it's not. It's all fun in games until you get knocked the heck out at work. Yep. <laughs> anyway, moving on to um, uh, Miss Right Now. One, I just really love the character of Kim. In the first few seconds, it's, uh, it's like she's there to be laughed at, but but not at all. She's so fun and naturally funny and also quite perceptive and considerate. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, two, very much enjoy Fraser trying to work out the logistics of two cars being at the bar. Also, very welcome return of Fraser setting the apartment up for the date. Yep. Also agreed. Yes. Good stuff. Three, the line, boy, I've met more people in this apartment than I did at the bar, makes me laugh every single time. It's so good. It's a really good line. And really well delivered. Mm-hmm. Like, just, ah, oh, it's fantastic. Um. Uh, Four, Kim immediately sees that Charlotte is the one. She leaves with no hard feelings and wishes him good luck. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And again, me too. Especially because she's clearly been pining for Fraser for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> she, thought this, she thought this was her moment to finally get back 
mm-hmm. with with the man she's been missing for for so long mm-hmm. and she realizes like no it wasn't meant to be and anyway <laughs> moving on to and fraser makes three uh, one, I really like Frank's character and the way he doesn't see Frazier as a threat at all, no matter what happens. Uh, 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 yep. Uh, two, Frazier and Frank are quite well matched in some ways. Literature, wine, both speak French, uh, both prefer a rom-com to an action movie. And I like uh, the scene with uh, Frazier, as- uh, Frank af- asleep on Frazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, again, they should be dating. They should be the ones dating. That no, he should, he could also just be the friend. He could also be the friend. And and like we talked about before, I think that's the show has been missing Frank all along. It has, it has. I agree. Three. I love, love, love that when Niles lies about Martin calling Ronnie Lil Cupid, he puts his finger under his nose. They don't explain it, and you have to really know the character to get the reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that happens in today's episode. Also. There's a thing where Niles lies and he immediately plugs his nose and yeah. walks away. And I was like, and I remember thinking the same thing in the last episode. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a little while since Niles got a nosebleed from mm-hmm. lying. Mm-hmm. And they did. then they did it two episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. I realize now the Sam Johnson episode and the Chris Marshall episode. Because mm-hmm. we haven't talked about the writer, but it's Chris Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. That the mm-hmm. two of them are the ones that remembered that he gets a nosebleed. That or the one. actor remembered he Or the actor, got yeah, yeah. A nosebleed. You know, the, the actor. The actor. The one actor. Yeah. Him, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> um, four, I agree with Diana that the whole thing with Charlotte should have been introduced much earlier. I love Laura Linney, and I do find Charlotte really charming and a good match for Frasier, but it all seems somewhat rushed right at the end of the final season. Which, I agree. I do wonder, like... What if that was the plan, but then there was maybe there was some like conflict thing with Laura Linney? Could have been. Like, I feel like she was doing some kind of acting stuff around this time that might have like slowed her down. Are you referencing something? No, I'm not. I know it sounds like I might be, but I feel like she was probably in. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was just in other stuff that made it so she couldn't be in it earlier. Maybe. Then again, maybe they just didn't do this until too late in the season to do what they wanted to do with it. I don't know how well thought the show's seasons actually were. I don't know. See, this gets back to the thing where, like, knowing this was the final season, they brought back all these writers. It sounded like they were, like, really had plans for it. and Or intentions for it, anyway, for this last season. And I think they managed to meet a lot of them. And, like, they even... Like, the Charlotte character is so... Is actually really good like they did a good job but too late mm-hmm. like i i well, we can talk about we can talk about charlotte when charlotte shows up in this week's episode true that's true i will probably have a lot to say about detour next week as i remember really not liking some aspects of the episode and how they portray uh, quite serious issues but that's for then and after detour uh you have the one with the wigs oh dear god I have no idea what that means. Do you know what that means? I don't remember. I don't. I There's only, only three s- episodes that left that we haven't talked about. So is there one with the wigs? I don't I remember. Mean- <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the Charlotte episodes because mm. I only seen them once. The ah. first time I saw them was when I did that rewatch back in like 2012 or mm. whenever. It when came. you had pneumonia. Yeah. Or 2011. Yeah. Mm hmm. 
Okay. I've never seen them. I have no idea. I've... Well, I'm excited. Me too. For now, wishing you both good mental health, Ben. So, thank you, Ben, for writing it. All right. So now let's talk about the episode. Okay. Well, there's that opening scene we've all known and love. Mm-hmm. With the crane in mm-hmm. it. It's got a little little crane. 22 minutes and mm-hmm. 14 seconds. And they've already said who the writer is. I did. But also, I love a Frasier episode that features a crane. Why? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and wait and see. <laughs> well, when I thought g- that joke. I got it. And then I was like, he doesn't mean that. And then I thought, yeah, and, the, and then I paused, and I was waiting for you to embellish, and then I was like, oh, he does mean that. Okay, I'll yeah. laugh now. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, so as mentioned before, the writer on this episode was Chris Marshall. He has written some stuff. Written so much stuff. We know. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, let's just get into the episode. We know. All right. So... <laughs> Well, I do want to mention the one that he wrote. It's my last chance to say. Okay. Anyway, so um, one little thing I want to mention from the transcript before you even get in the episode. While this is called Detour, it was apparently originally called Love Maybe. Referencing Love Actually, Actually. also with Laura Linney. Oh. So, anyway. Yeah, so we're starting in, in Cafe Nervosa. Frazier's getting his usual. His huge. Frazier's huge. <laughs> you don't go into a cafe and shout my usual at someone. Yeah. They're like- busy. And also, I wonder, is this a reference to Cheers? Because with, I'm guessing he had a usual there that he would be like, my usual. Because I, I don't think do he that. did. He would just say, like, give me a beer. Because everybody goes into like cheers and just gets a beer i've done it <laughs> nobody's ever done that nobody goes into a bar just like give me a beer like you do if you don't know anything about <laughs> beer yeah but then you say that you're like i don't know anything yeah. about beer what just um, i'll just have a beer have you do you have an anxiety disorder okay so i did this <laughs> art project in in college and I'd buy cigarettes for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about brands of c- cigarettes. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, can I have a pack of cigarettes? Which was really weird for me. And um, <laughs> they're like, what well, ones? And I'm like, the cheapest cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then did they check your ID a thousand times to make sure? like, No. No. Because <laughs> I feel like that's the sort of thing you say when you're like, 14 and trying to pretend you're old enough to buy cigarettes and you're like can i have any cigarettes the cheapest ones i do have a favorite cigarette now (laughs) okay from like the very few times that Mm -hmm. i've smoked a cigarette Uh uh-huh um which which is none kids don't smoke yeah don't smoke (laughs) moving on <laughs> Marlboro Reds. Oh God! No, they're uh, the worst. Uh, no, like I, I no. Those are really, really. My parents gross. were heavy smokers, and they smoked Marlboro Reds. That's like, like so uh, intense. I could, yeah. I couldn't even smoke that. I I gotta say, 
now mention that I fair amount of my childhood I had various Marlboro Red brand like uh uh paraphernalia of various kinds because they had a thing every summer where you could get various gear like parkas and like like hats and all of this other gear using like uh, mm-hmm. uh like marble miles mm-hmm. and my parents smoked so much marble that like I had a lot of this marble branded stuff that they just managed to save up enough miles to get my family had so much marble branded stuff I mean that's really interesting to me and yeah. i think it's very like in the, it's it's very much that time oh yeah like that time period that like early 90s time when like people had figured out how good that sort of branding type stuff was for your like for marketing mm-hmm. but i hadn't quite moved past the fact that doing all that is for cigarettes is maybe just not great thing to do well marketing's so deceptive now oh yeah sorry if you're in marketing everyone in marketing is aware that like some part of marketing is deceptive no matter Mm. what company you work for well i just think it's gotten more stealth to the point of you know like you're talking about something and then you see your instagram ad is like the thing you're talking about yeah and i i do not like that. I like mm-hmm. turn off specialized ads now because, yep. but it doesn't matter. Right. And it's, I find that very scary. Anyway, let's anyway, go on. Yeah. Anyway, so. What is even happening? We haven't even knows. talked about this episode. What is we going on? We talked about Fraser ordering as usual. Oh, yeah, how- that annoyed me. I'm sorry. We won't go on any more tangents, only five more. No, we, I literally want to go on one right now because oh. of the fact that you mentioned like Fraser ordering a usual and I was saying he always orders a beer and cheers. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing where Ted Danson who doesn't really drink learned to make a bunch of cocktails before playing Sam Malone. Mhm. And then they ne- they always shot the scenes above his hands. So he's always like mixing cocktails in the early seasons and then you realize they never shot him low enough to be able to see him doing that. Uh-huh. So he just stopped doing it because like he learned for the role to do this stuff and was doing all these cocktail like interesting cocktails and things and then he was like they don't care i'm just gonna pour beer oh because that's the only thing anyone ever orders and whenever i make i i do this stuff they don't show it so there's no point in me doing it anymore anyway we're running out of episodes for me to throw random trivia in that i know so i want to get it in there while i'm thinking of it Okay, Roz loves Frank, as we all do. Yep. Uh, what's new? Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, Frasier's got a blab. He's got a blab. I do enjoy, like, how <laughs> Roz says he's got, like, a body that won't quit or something. Uh-huh. And, like, Frasier says, like, it didn't have to quit. It was fire. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, I, and I love that how snarky and happy he is. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, and then, okay... Roz, the spin class where Roz is like, you know, Marty's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. I know, girl, it's spin class. It does it all. Does what all? All. The, it does movies, mm-hmm. stripping, whatever the middle thing mm-hmm. was. Um, lap dances. 
Yeah, I Which mean, is- do most... I don't know anything about stripping, so I don't know mm-hmm. if you have... To, if that's required or if you just choose to yeah. do those. So, okay. Here's the thing. I think I'm gonna... I'm just gonna bring it up now because it was a thing that... So, we... We... We watched the episode a week ago and then didn't end up recording, and so we rewatched it to make sure we were sort of refreshed. And like some conversations came up about this character, and and, and I want to talk about it now because it's gonna like. Okay. There was a you had a question about like what it was being implied that this person actually does, and I and uh, I think part of it comes from. What they're able to, a combination of what they're able to say on the show mm-hmm. because of censors, but also how people view strippers. Mm-hmm. As if stripping and prostitution are the same thing. Now, I'm going to be, I want to be very clear. As if you don't know this after 260 plus episodes of this show, but I have no problem with either. Mm-hmm. It's just work. Mm-hmm. It's work that you do because you choose to do it. Or don't, whatever. There's all these other, all kinds of things. and But I have no problem with a person for doing that thing. I think the implication here is that if you are a stripper, mm-hmm. you maybe are also a prostitute. Yeah, that's super different. It's super different. And I think the reason they say stripping, lap dances, and movies is because censors wouldn't allow them to say, wouldn't have allowed them to say, like, stripping, like, prostitution. And, like, they, so they were just sort of like, well, we got to put multiple things to make it seem like she'll do everything. But, like, two of the things, the only two, two of the three things they were allowed to say were kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They were, like, variants on the same thing, but they uh-huh. were... I feel like this is trying to, like, list a bunch of things to apply. There's definitely more things, but... Well, it's weird. Is this the time we're, like, uh, can I say dominatrix? Of course you can say dominatrix. Is this around the time where people are, like, BDSM, we're learning about it now. <laughs> a thing that's been around forever. Yeah. But it became, like, mainstream in the 90s, and people are, like, let's talk about, let's talk about this on HBO. Only. I mean... Yeah, I think this is around the time they were talking about it on HBO. It's probably a little. This is probably a few years after they first were talking about it on HBO. But it's like I distinctly remember there was a movie in like late two thousands. It was called like Very Bad Things, I think, where like it was these guys doing a bachelor party in Las Vegas, and they were. It was like the first time I had seen a bachelor party that actually explicitly featured the the person who was being explicitly featured in this party was a prostitute but oh. it seemed like the it was the implication that like every time you watch a show or a movie or whatever that had a bachelor party with a stripper it was like the exact same like beginning as if like every bachelor party featured a prostitute but on TV they just say stripper well, maybe, like, that, sh- maybe that was a thing at one maybe. point. Maybe. Like, I have no idea, because I've never... I don't know like, a, the what the idea of being a, a bachelor party is right. now. I've never been to... I've never been to a bachelor party other than my own, and my own didn't feature either. Um, and uh, so, like, I have no idea, but it, like, the... 
that movie made it seem like, oh yeah, bachelor parties just have prostitutes and like uh, dudes have sex with them. And I'm like, all the dudes at the party do this thing. And I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want that. That's a weird thing. Not again. If you do, well, cool. I mean, I think that's a choice. I think yeah. there's also this idea that men are like insatiable and mm-hmm. that's when presented with the idea of the possibility of having sex with someone that they yeah. will say yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird thing. Like that's right. a myth because <laughs> right. some people are just not interested. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. Also, keep in mind, this is being written by the guy who wrote the episode that was just making fun of sexual harassment training like training to not sexually harass people and so you know i don't know how much of our our the things we have issues with in related related to amberlicious in in this are how men actually like what was actually happening with bachelor parties at this time Mm -hmm. and this writer like i don't know like, I've got issues with the way this writer just talks about women and sexual harassment and things like that in general. But, like, I don't know if he's got an accurate interpretation of sex work in Seattle or if he just sucks. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's hard to say. I'm not saying it is that, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that it is that. I mean, the thing is, what we're having, the only thing we're having a problem with is just the behavior of men. Right. Versus... Like, either she's just a stripper and they should not treat her like the idea is that she's a prostitute. Yeah. Or she is and they should say it because it's fine. Like, it's not a bad thing. Like, one or the other, but like... A woman taking her clothes off for money doesn't mean she wants to have sex for money. Yeah, and that is very confusing. And also, not to mention the whole part, even though I think it's very funny with, like, Mm -hmm. Daphne, and she's like, oh, you know, because Daphne's interviewing for a babysitter for her unborn child. Right. She's, you know, she's interviewing for a nanny, and she has that whole part about diapers and everything, and I'm like... That's a very, like, niche, like, kink that mm-hmm. not everyone wants to do. You wouldn't right. just accept that because, one, there are experts in that field, yeah, yeah. right? And you're going to want to go to that person mm-hmm. that knows what they're doing. I almost feel, okay, I know we're jumping all around with this specific subject, but I almost feel like that might be... Uh, uh, Chris Marshall here writing a thing that he thinks is a funny idea not being aware that some people are definitely actually into diaper stuff and guess what some people are really into that thing but I, I was like I have no idea if he's aware when writing this oh you this. think he just was like well no I bet he d- he knew about it and just thought it was funny I could see it either way I could honestly see just like it might be funny to mention this diaper thing and have this what happened if he actually is <laughs> maybe and he's that's trying to normalize fine, it which is fine yeah but he didn't know how to talk about it yeah and he just put it in this episode could also be that it could be that that could a, be all kinds a whole of lot things. of things I, so 
yeah, because I think there are there there are a lot of different ways to interpret my problems with the way Amber in this is is treated. Um, because the thing is, like, it's very clear she does porn. Like, she's yeah. clearly a porn actress also. Yeah. But um, what, is... what was that? What was the, like, Finding Nemo? Grinding Nemo? Yeah. She's and then... Grinding Nemo and He-Biscuit. Okay. The, okay. We know they love to make references to things. No, mm-hmm. who remembers Seabiscuit? I didn't even when understand that, out, but I didn't remember that. The this first was, time. Seabiscuit was a relatively new movie when this episode came out. So Seabiscuit. Also, you would not name <laughs> one because. You don't know what's going on in Seabiscuit. That, that's to me. Sound, okay. Oh, maybe there's an implication there's an actual horse in it, but also I keep thinking about like the biscuit aspect of it, and oh, no. I do not I, like I, it. Yeah, I, I do not mm-hmm. want that. I do not like it. Again, no shame to anyone who might be into whatever you think no, biscuit just... might mean, but I it's not a thing that I can when I I think I think we are both too knowledgeable. Uh <laughs> Uh, f- like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just like, I, like part of me feels like what they're... was that alternate? What was that person that went to the up to them in Cafe Rosa? That like alternative oh, oh. sex enthusiast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Like, wait, was that a Chris Marshall episode? May I don't remember which episode okay, that was well, at this point. Um, yeah, what was that? I don't know. I don't know, but he's probably sitting there listening to Amberlicious conversation. Yeah. He's he like he's waiting for the release of He Biscuit, and like good, he's like good he's for writing him. it out. He's he's like writing it in yeah, his like, like bullet journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's he's writing it into his Palm Pilot. Oh, yep. Because of the year this came out. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh. So- Man, the audience is, if there's any, like, I feel like anyone listening right now is figuring some things, like, if you haven't figured it out yet, you're figuring some things out, like, about us. Anyway. (laughs) We're knowledgeable citizens around town. We sure are. I don't know what that means, actually. That sounds like maybe I implied something I really didn't mean to imply, and I was just trying to... Okay, the transcript. I'm still seeing the top, the first line of the script. We gotta go. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about other stuff. It's it's, it's been a long time. Oh it, my god. Yeah, I know. Okay, so Charlotte shows up. We find out Amber Le- Fraser can't talk to Amber Lipschitz. She's gonna go. He's. They're gonna meet up later. Yeah. Charlotte's gonna have coffee with Fraser. But yeah. guess what? She shows up and she's like, "No dice." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm gonna be a romantic dip and take you." <laughs> Well, no dice because she has to go to Portland. She has to catch a train to Portland. She's about to catch a cab. How did she get there in the first place? Yeah, she went to the cafe with her luggage to tell Fraser in person that she has to catch a cab, I guess, from the cafe to the train station to Portland so she can give this talk. Like, 
I'm just going to take a moment. I know the entire episode revolves around this thing, but 100% she would just call him on his phone and be like, I actually can't do this thing. Because, like, she is dressed, has luggage. She's had time to give a quick call No, you just remember. She can remember she had to give a speech. She barely remembered that she had to meet Frage. Yeah, but she went all the way to the cafe with her luggage. Well, that's because this morning she was breaking up with Frank and, like, sleeping yeah. with Frazier. She forgot her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So they go to this train. They, they're going to drive to the train. Yeah. Um. Okay. This green screen <laughs> work so is some of the oh, worst so I've ever seen. And I just... I, it's so bad. I don't understand. Yeah. Why this did is you like, do this? Yeah. This is like that one... There's that one scene at the beginning of Amelie talking about, like, things she doesn't like. And it's like people in movies not, like, driving scenes, not looking at each mm-hmm. other. And you just see the, like, footage in the background. Like, that's the level of quality where, like, where... Like, he supposedly pulling into a parking lot. He's not turning the wheel. The, like, the, the, whatever he pulls into is not in the any way parallel. Is weird. The angle's wrong. And then every side. stop in the middle yeah. of, like, the thing? Yeah. Every, every shot, like, the only time anything's moving is when it's a straight on shot. Any of the side shots are clearly just, like, a low res photograph. That's just being shown behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even, it's clearly not even, like, footage. It's clearly just a single photograph that they're just projecting behind each of them in the side shots. It's so bad. And also, why right now, why is she, you would not just start this conversation 20 minutes before you had to, like, get the port. And you just missed your bus, and what? then you're going to be like. Well, you know why? Why? She says, I need to talk to you about something, but I'll talk to you on Sunday. And Fraser's like, I cannot wait. She, she just she shouldn't, shouldn't have, have said that. She shouldn't have said but it at all. He caught that she was distracted. He brought it up and she, for a moment, was like, she shouldn't have said. She should. I, I also think it's inane to just be like, not. One, why didn't she tell Fraser earlier? To it's been like hours. Yeah, but why didn't I don't I don't know. This whole thing is just weird, and I just don't choose not to go out with someone based on some like weird time thing, right? I agree, except for one important thing. Okay. For ten point nine seasons of this show. Whenever Fraser's been presented with a relationship that probably won't work in the long term, he has decided to end it, even if he was happy at that time. And whose fault is that? We have to shout at the writers who have uh, disappointed at us. Why couldn't we have Claire? And where's our best friend? I agree. And where's Roger? <laughs> I agree, but it doesn't change the fact that, that this is actually okay, consistent. Fine. All right, fine. But, okay, Fraser's really slow driving. Yeah, because they missed the train. They spent so much time talking that Charlotte misses the train. do Which that. she knows because, you know, how there's only one train at the Seattle train station. A train's leaving. Well, that must have been her there's train. There's also no announcement, like, 
No, no arriving on track. Ten. Right. Like Kipsy. <laughs> Toronto. Poughkeepsie, Toronto. No stops in between. No stops before Poughkeepsie from Seattle. You're going to be like nonstop express the express from Seattle to Poughkeepsie, New York. It's you're going to be just a nonstop train. You know, the problem through, with it going to then, Toronto. And then it's going to veer <laughs> sharp left to, towards Toronto. Then straight to Portland. I don't know. I don't know any of these. <laughs> Maine. <laughs> okay. You know as well as I do, you cannot get from Poughkeepsie, New York to Maine without making a change because you got to go through Boston. You got to change from South Station to North Station because there's no connecting. There's no connection. Amtrak doesn't connect. You got to get out. And go to North Station and then switch it. You can't go straight through. You know that. <laughs> they never built that South Station, North Station connector. It's true. So you gotta get out, go up to North Station and catch the Down Easter. Anyway, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fraser's gonna drive... He's gonna drive her to the next station. Nah, it's too late. A train left and it's clearly, again, the only train to Portland... So we're going to go to the next one. You got to get the last train to Portland. <laughs> yep. Meet you at the station. But I. The thing is, she says they get passed by a bus and a prefab home. I'm pretty sure those prefab homes don't pass people. Like, I think that's like a specific thing. We just saw one of those. Where, yeah, and, got, like, and it a... did a whole huge ramp. That's incredible. It didn't. You're right. It didn't pass our car. It just ramped over it. I know. I am. I like that. It was kind of incredible seeing just the infrastructure under the house. Of like, understand. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like, like, we were covered in a shadow. First, I thought we were abducted. (laughs) I was like, oh wait, was there an eclipse? And yeah, it was just dark. Uh, And I was like, oh, it's pipes. That's not a moon. That's pipes. Yeah. It's a whole house. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I just saw the roots of the house. <laughs> the roots of the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah because so it's the- plucked from the earth. <laughs> I was going to which- say it brought the yard with it. There's like a tree. Like, comes with a prefab tree house. In a prefab tree. Anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about? So, now we get the, the scene where Fraser. Even though it still seems to be, like, okay, what time do you think it was when Frazier went to Cafe Nervosa? Just nine. Like in the morning? Yeah. Okay. So he tries to drive her to the station, right? Can you imagine meeting someone at nine in the morning? (laughs) I hate it. I know. Uh, but, okay, so let's say you're right. It's nine in the morning. Then they, he tries to drive her to the station in the train station in Seattle. They miss it. And he's like, I'm going to bring you to the next station. What time do you think it is when they miss the second train? Okay, so you definitely could do that here, but I also don't think. I don't know. Right. But say ballpark. Guess. Like a ballpark guess. Your best guess if you had to guess 
what is the latest you think it is when they get to not the main... Okay, so I'm going to assume like she's catching a 9.30 train, so she sure. missed it, and then they're driving to the other place, so maybe that's like 9.45 or 9.50 boarding. Sure. Okay. So now he's got to go to a, the next station. He's driving her to the next station, but he's like planning on catching this. When do you think he expects to get to the third station? Oh. Uh... Oh, after he's missed two? Yeah. First one know. is in... Is that when he's on the highway? That's right. When he's calling Niles and he's on the... way. When he expects to get to the next station before the next train, what time would you expect him to get to that next train? I don't know. My point is he thinks he chooses that moment to call Niles. He's on his way to just the third stop for this train and he calls Niles. I thought that's when he decided to drive her to Portland. No, he misses the first one, and he starts driving, and he takes out the, like, hands-free set thing, and he mm -hmm. goes to call Niles to say- I like, I actually think that's pretty funny when he's I, like, it's this new hands-free, but he's it's so using much safer. his hands- Yeah, he's using- to, yeah. And, like, not even driving, Charlotte's driving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I am amused by that, but my point is- Maybe maybe I'm biased because of how close the the train stations are around here, but he's calling Niles at a time that I assume is still in the morning, like pre-noon, mm -hmm. to say he isn't going to be around for the interview at 7 o'clock at his apartment. Yeah, because he had decided to drive to Portland. No, he hadn't decided that well, yet. Well, I don't know. It could Okay, you know what the, like, four stop is? Like, if you're going to, like, New York City? Mm-hmm. Or, like, or maybe it's Albany? Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's, like, a stop. There's, like, one that's, like, two hours to get to. Okay. It's, like, Worcester. Okay. That still gives you, if you start it around nine... So much time to get back before seven o'clock. Well, no. Yeah. No, he's got to wait around to bring her home. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this moment that he chooses to say, I'm not going to be home by seven is not, doesn't make any sense. Like, he still could easily get home at seven. I don't know. I thought both times that he had was driving to Portland then, and then they nope. missed the thing south. Not yet. Nope. They were still trying to catch the next train. Oh. That's when... Okay, we also didn't talk about Niles and Daphne and Catherine Nervosa talking about the nanny yeah. that they're going to interview. And this is because we're seeing the call with Niles. Right. So they're talking about the nanny, yeah. which Daphne doesn't say she's going to go interview, right? No, she doesn't. Because Niles is still uncomfortable with, like, poaching somebody's he's like, nanny he's uncomfortable with everyone it seems like and well, also yeah. that's a thing that totally happens with nannies like somebody else like poaching yeah, the nanny. because i yeah. knew somebody that was like well i didn't know them personally i've never met them but i read their live journal quite a bit uh-huh and they worked as a nanny and um it was really interesting that Think, like trying to find a new family to work with mm -hmm. and how that works out and i'm like this is cool mm -hmm. uh, but anyways so if you were a good nanny yeah like 
you might be enticed, but you also might have time. It depends. Because mm-hmm. not ever, you know, you have different schedules, so you might not just be a nanny to one family. You can yeah. be a nanny, like, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the other people right. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless. I have, a, I, have a, I have a coworker who I talk to every once in a while, and he's like... I ignore them otherwise. I don't even acknowledge their existence. Oh, Eric, I guess it's time for our monthly check-in. <laughs> No, like, he and I get along really well, and we also have, like, a weekly call, just, like, him and I specifically, and he, like, we were talking recently about the fact that, like, you and I have, like, nobody has, like, entered this apartment other than the two of us, like, since, like, the beginning of the year. But Mm -hmm. he has a nanny that comes every day, like, every weekday, and I'm just like, I couldn't. I couldn't feel comfortable with that now. Like, but I assume she's being really careful and, like, all these things. But it was just, like, I couldn't help but think about the fact that, like, I could never be comfortable with another person, like, frequently coming in and, and, like, right now, every day, and interacting with my child. Like. Well, I know somebody that has, like, a cleaning, Mm -hmm. uh, like, a a housekeeper, which... Mm -hmm wasn't working yeah and that i think she contacted them and was like do you want me to start coming back and mm-hmm. she wears a mat they leave they yeah, go yeah. out she wears a mask does all the stuff and and you know my friend was like i'm not totally comfortable with it but yeah. also like i understand that this is her means right. to make a you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. and i think like she she contacted them and so she's like okay mm-hmm. i don't know it's like a tricky situation yeah this is once again gonna be so weird if you're listening to it at a different time this is when we're still in the middle of the pandemic if you're not listening to this as we release it this is gonna be a really well, weird this thing is to also say just like, a weird episode because we've just yeah. like super jumped the shark um <laughs> more. and i yeah. think it's because we're on the last like four episodes yeah and we're just tired ty- we're just tired there's a pandemic that's yeah. tired everything the t- everything is tired is, everything's a lot so and everything is tired like, trying to like pump up the jams here by being all sad <laughs> um so oh yeah and then there's something wrong with the car like he doesn't know the red the re- he's like what's a red light oh it's been there i just feel i'm he yeah. knows more okay. about cars than that i really i i i can i take a moment <laughs> to just really appreciate the voices you just did where charlotte was like what's that light and then fraser is like i don't know it's been happening for months <laughs> 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 I just, mm, it's just spot on. I just really appreciate that <laughs> nobody could could see you laughing back and forth like like like. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like I will say, this is the Frasier who definitely focuses a lot on these sort of lights. Like, cares a lot about this sort of thing. Yeah, he cares about his car, so if yeah. he saw a light, he's not gonna be like, oh, this thing is broken. No, he's gonna take it, <laughs> he's gonna take it to his car guy, Raul, who is so good with a specific model or whatever, and then, like, you absolutely will check on that light and, like... Um, okay. 
my family had an Audi, and you have to, like, and it was, like, uh, we had an Audi and a Volvo, and you mm-hmm. have to take it to people that work on Audi. Right. Audis, because they'll mess it up. Or, like, Volvos, right. you got to go to the Volvo place. Right, because they never passed any. I forgot about so much of this from my childhood, uh-huh. was going to different car dealerships. I've never, I forgot all about this, like. Yep. They have. They got to pass those right to repair laws. Really? I could go into so much about right to repair law things. Anyway, is it bad? It's basically there are a lot of like garages and other types of places, like repair shop type places that like have tried to get various laws passed to like make it so they can work on these different cars where they're mm-hmm. like literally legally not allowed to work on because there's some sort of like uh 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 like a proprietary like well you got to get the specific part that but they're li- literally not allowed because they're not the like licensed oh, audi well, dealer thing well that's the- silly but i know that we definitely took they took the car somewhere else to get mm-hmm. repaired and a uh, car broke car broke yeah. yeah so like That'll um, happen. Because part of this that's part of this whole like Yeah, it was a whole thing apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna know it. I don't wanna talk about it. Yeah. So um Can I take <laughs> But a we have to talk about it. to the episode. Yes. This is related to the episode. One yeah. of the things I like so like when Fraser asks Niles to interview Amber Amberlicious. Uh and <laughs> Niles is okay. There's two things I want to mention. One, Niles is trying so hard not to like to say he doesn't want to do it without saying in front of Daphne what it is that he doesn't want to do. And I'm like, if you can't say this thing in front of your wife, you shouldn't be doing this thing. Like, you gotta, you gotta, like, that's a bad, that's a bad relationship. We know what happens at bachelor parties. Things, Apparently we didn't. And it's I, a thing, it it ha- it happens at the bachelor party and stays at the bachelor party. Yeah, ugh. Um, I feel like that kind of thing just sounds like a martyr happened, or like you're doing. Something. Oh, so you have seen very bad things. Oh. Yeah, that's not a good movie. Don't watch that movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um. But the other thing I wanted to say is I liked that Fraser says like. You need to get over your discomfort with fan dancers and their ilk. And I loved him talking about fan dancers. Like, <laughs> as if that's what Amber's going to do is some, like, like 1920s, like, striptease fan dance thing with, like, a big feather fan thing. Like, I mean, people still do that. I know, but, like, Fraser's not saying that because he's really familiar with the like modern burlesque movement <laughs> like <laughs> he's saying that because like he that's his like idea of what a stripper is in 2004 and like i that's part of what i actually enjoy like i really like that line specifically because of the idea that like but also remember Daphne meant officer nasty Oh yeah. So like, like Yeah, yeah. The, like there's so many There reasons. were a lot of like stripper things happening around this time. Yeah. 
like but, strippers and shows or something like mm-hmm. oh yeah we're gonna represent them but it was always not in a good way it's never like super positive no. the way it's handled and, though like i feel like uh i do remember like one of the things i do remember being kind of amused by fraser thinking he like had a better idea of how to do stripping than officer nasty did oh yeah like, yeah which yeah. was like enjoyable that was yeah that was good yeah Okay, so I do not understand this title section. It must be a reference to something. Oh. The neighbors describe Jonathan as a nice boy who kept to himself. Right. Okay, well, first, what you need to know is, like, so um, Charlotte makes that comment about the light, and then we see the car broken down, and it's like, it's like nighttime now. It's like, how long... Has this car been broken down? Mm-hmm. It's been like a while, and there's well, still. Well, it had to be road. broken down because Niles has to go interview Amberlicious. <laughs> True, yeah, but I think what this is referencing is so like Jonathan is like the son we're gonna meet later, mm-hmm. and this is basically like what they're saying is that thing that like. You always hear when you find out some guy's been, like, killing people and, like, storing their bits in the fridge. It's like, oh, the neighbors always thought he was such a nice boy. Yeah, I don't think that's okay. I don't think this is funny. I know. Like, I I definitely... (laughs) Okay, so you said something to me right before we recorded that I felt a very similar feeling, which was you said you wrote down a score for this episode. Mm-hmm. That was like too high, and like I know we're not gonna give the score, but I, I I'm mm-hmm. gonna say when we rewatched it, there's a lot of stuff that like I found sort of like casually amusing. That when rewatching, I was like, no, you know what? The thing that I vaguely had a problem with the first time I watched it, the second time it got reinforced more than the stuff that I found kind of amusing. Mm-hmm. And it's like. So the the character of Jonathan, who like, I literally have only seen this actor in High Fidelity. I love him in High, love Fidelity. Him in High Fidelity. I love that character. Yeah. Um. He like. High Fidelity with John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. The, the High Fidelity movie, High Fidelity series, very good, but very different, different. character. Different. So dramatically different. Um. But the, his character in High Fidelity, I really enjoy. And, um, uh, but in this, it's like, I really, like, I kind of enjoy, like, out of the three characters we meet in this scene, Mm -hmm. he's the one who bothers me the least because he's, like, because it, he's just so weird in, like, an over-the-top way. He's sort of a, uh, 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 oh my god, I'm drawing a blank, the Psycho, the guy from Psycho. Oh, Norman. 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 Bates. Bates, thank you. I was just like, why am I... It's called Bates Motel, and then I was thinking... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah, yes. I like that we watch Bates Motel, and you're like, what's that person's uh, name? Yeah, I just, I was just having a moment there. I was having a Dave. I was having a Dave for a bit, but, um... I feel like he he has like that level of like this is not what 
real like mental oh, yeah. illness looks like is that what he was supposed to have i mean yeah like it's Wait, almost like norman like... bates was also what is norman uh, mental was... illness well in the movie psycho oh yes. yeah but like using <laughs> right. that no i'm i'm fully aware that what norman bates was and what actual like actually being a psychopath like having psychopathic like being psychopathic like are not in any way the same they're completely different things and we need to be very we need to be very clear about that but yes absolutely in psycho norman bates was supposed to have had a some form of mental illness um which was is not a acceptable portrayal of that that we as we know now in 2020 we understand that that's not what that thing is but i think jonathan in this has very much this it's like this family is ever like every various strange aspect of norman bates sort of broken out into three different personalities Mm -hmm. and like None of them are really okay if you understand, like, the problems with portrayal of mental illness in pop culture. Uh, but, like... Well, we know The one that... that bothers me the least is Jonathan because it's, like, weird in a way that, like, is almost funny. Mm-hmm. But, like, man, there's some problems with this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Even though Steven Root... I love. I love Steven Root. He plays Harbin. Mm-hmm. He's written as Harvin in the mm-hmm. credit in the, in the subtitles, but it's definitely Harbin. Yeah, it's with a B, but a, yeah. a B sounds like a V. Yeah. Bo- uh, what's what's B in that military language? Bob. Uh. Barbara. In the Bel- military Melanie? alphabet. Yeah. Is, is it not just like, um? Bravo. Bravo, that's the one. It is. Is that is that pilot like language? Yeah, the like it. I think it's like. I don't know. I think of it as a military thing for some. Reason. It is a military thing. It is like primarily a military thing, but um, it, it's Bravo. Yeah, and not whatever V is. Whatever V is. Oh, uh, uh, Victor. It's Victor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah, it's, it's Bravo. It's not Victor. Yes. Okay. So, what about Harbin? So, <laughs> it's a, yeah. So, I mean, he's he loves cars. He's great at fixing them <laughs> up. The thing is, like, so what we find out, like, at, so this basically Charlotte and Fraser go to this house to like try and get some help, and uh, we we quickly see a, a, a strained relationship between a husband and wife the husband's mom just died just died the wakes tomorrow um and he's upset which is played off for laughs but like his mom just died and like part of the thing is like then we the reason i was bringing up norman bates is like you later get like there's definitely a weird like too close relationship between Har- harbin yeah. and his mom but like 
which there's like all kinds of stuff to unpack there mm-hmm. which like i find kind of funny but, but like, then they they also juxtapose that with the mom there and, and jonathan. jonathan yeah like she doesn't like how close Harbin and his mom were, but, like, she's just as close with Jonathan, who also is, like, terrifying in his own way. But, like, it's, like, it's almost funny. Like, there's there's aspects of this that, uh-huh. like... Is this, like, that a scare, scary movie? You know, like, parody series? <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, there's aspects of this that, like... It's like, you could take this to a place where I would find it funnier than it is, Mm -hmm. but it misses. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, it's so close to a thing that could be funny, Mm -hmm. but too much of it is like, just real Mm -hmm. and not funny. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, this is just like... No, it just made me uncomfortable. It yeah. felt like I was like witnessing something that was really uncomfortable, which I mm-hmm. think is like an aspect of how Charlotte and Fraser are supposed to feel in this situation because right. they obviously feel very comfortable. So I guess good job on this part because yeah. that's the what yeah. I get. Yeah, um, like I want to say, like their Charlotte and Fraser, their reactions to things. As people, not as necess- not as necessarily, uh, say, mental health professional, uh, as just like people in a finding themselves in an uncomfortable situation, I really enjoyed. But as like Fraser being a mental health professional, I'm like maybe he should have a different reaction right now because this is literally his life. Like this is what he does it should maybe like if fraser was anyone else this would be like i would i i wouldn't have as much of a problem with the fact that he's just sort of like oh man these weirdos are weird sure are weird be like not like you are witnessing multiple things that you should recognize as a mental health professional and have something to say, like, about this, th- other than, like, ha look at these weirdos. Nah, he's getting out of that biz. So, anyways, um, <laughs> we go back to Fraser's apartment. Let's talk about a good part of this sure, episode. Yes, You're yes. just making everyone sad and uncomfortable, no. Dave. I'm, I'm a bit of a spoiler. I'm going to say I feel like we're going to be getting some similar responses to this next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway yeah let's so, get to the bits that are less uncomfortable but not entirely no, I'm comfortable just, oh, yes so refresher's apartment there's uh-huh. nothing comfortable no. at all i'm so, saying less uncomfortable but not okay so martin's running late and calls um ronnie on the phone yeah. um because he's not supposed to be in the apartment for because Niles is going to go there to do the interview. Right. Martin was told Martin's not going to be there, but he is there. Yeah. And but also the call with Ronnie's. I don't know. Yeah. Is that funny or okay? I mean, it. I don't know. It's so okay. 
I think it's fine if you aren't us who have gotten into like we're already in this mode where we're like I'm not comfortable with a significant portion of this episode. So I think by the time we get to the call with Ronnie where she's like talking about driving to pick Martin up and he's like and it's clear she's had several drinks but she was gonna go pick him up. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Where I think at that point where like if it was a different episode, we might not be as much as like have as much. Yeah, of a I would normally just think it's a like throwaway thing. Yeah. Anyway, but I he's don't understand interview- why he's doing an interview. Da- Daphne's here to do an interview, but hasn't even met this person, and then Niles is here. Like this is okay. very confusing and weird. So I feel okay. I'm, what I'm gonna say is like I feel like this episode is like this part of this episode is trying really hard to do. The the classic Frasier farce mm-hmm. thing, like like typical Frasier like uh, uh, misunderstanding, where Niles nobody like Niles and Daphne don't know that Martin is about to interview a new physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Right Mart- when he had Martin- a date with Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he he only needs fifteen minutes to interview this physical therapist, and then he'll it'll be fine. But and of course, it's gonna happen at the exact time that Niles is supposed to interview this stripper that he's never I met. Excuse me, fan dancer. <laughs> right, but also, like, it's clear Niles isn't comfortable with the fact that. Daphne wants to like poach this nanny that happens to live in Fraser's apartment, and she's also decided, yeah, (laughs) right, Fraser's building, and um, she hasn't. So Daphne hasn't told Niles, and it's also at the exact same time, but also at Fraser's apartment. Why don't they ask for anyone's name? Right. So. But here's my other problem with this. Like, not only is it kind of, like, almost too unbelievable that they're all interviewing these three different women at the same time, but my bigger problem is that Niles goes up... He he rides the elevator up to the 19th floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Walks into Fraser's apartment, says two lines to Martin, who he doesn't expect to be there, steps outside, and, like, comes across the the physical therapist that's supposed to be meeting Martin. But there's no way this one elevator went down 19 floors to the lobby, picked her up, and then went up 19 floors again for her to get out in the time... That he's saying these like two lines to Martin and then goes back outside with his nosebleed because he's been lying. Dave, it has been addressed before that this is the fastest elevator in all of Seattle. <laughs> it has to be. It's because- Seattle's best elevator, only the best for Elliott Bay Towers. <laughs> it has to be because, and we can talk about what actually happens in this time, but then. Niles and this physical therapist ride down the elevator. Daphne gets on the elevator without the doors ever closing, rides up and finds uh, uh, Amber there. How did she get there? 
She wasn't there. Niles and the physical therapist ride down. The door opens. Daphne gets on. Goes up. She took the stairs. She would have to have walked up 19 flights of stairs to get there. She takes a spin class. (laughs) I guess. I guess. Like, it's just... This, there's one elevator. Wow, this is... Okay. I didn't even catch that, so... But now that I have, it's just like... I hate this episode just more and <laughs> more and more, more. Like, okay. Can we just... So this elevator scene... Yeah. Why? I don't know. He's just being too vague. Yeah, he's... Yeah, because... So, and yeah, now what talk- makes him feel nervous around sex workers yeah because we know we know niles is not uncomfortable around sex like no i mean but but no this was established during the officer nasty one that he is he does get nervous around them i guess yeah but he's also like mayor it just it feels it's like oh let's throw this back in here yeah but it's strange it's strange to me it doesn't yep. fit or feel right it it feel like this feels very forced to me it feels really like it it, it isn't actually funny exactly because yeah. what is people being confused is just like randomly funny i don't know like there's not what's the comedy of it oh that yeah. you're talking about sex to somebody that isn't the thing like yeah. the misunderstanding like, yeah because she's I, so grossed out by the and they, okay i will say i guess her being grossed out makes sense because of the simple fact that like it's established earlier in the scene that niles is like getting like dry mouth mm-hmm. by it and it so it means that like when he's talking to her the fact so like the established dry mouth issue means he's like smacking his lips and like doing all this weird stuff with his mouth that like is like like the creepiest it makes oh, yeah. this so creepy. Yeah, like and then he, he just shouts sex workers yeah. and it would just be unnerving and strange. Yeah, like he's like, a Jonathan in this. <laughs> right. And I think what the thing is like the the I think this partly gets back to the fact that, like, I am absolutely watching this episode differently today than I would have 16 years ago. Yeah. When this came out. Because of the simple fact that, like, all I can think about today watching this is how terrifyingly uncomfortable it would be for her to have this guy, like doing all this weird stuff with his mouth in a contained like elevator thing and then it's just like she's there for like a a job interview to be a physical therapist and he's like sex worker like oh what a, <laughs> like oh oh my god like what a terrifying experience i i like understand better than i've ever understood today like, what a terrifying... Also, why couldn't Roz just do the interview? Because it's Fraser and Niles hiring her? I don't know. Like, there, I've got... Like, there's so many problems with it. But, okay, like... Uh, um, yeah. So, I guess, is it funnier when Daphne does her interview? I think so. I think so. 
I think this misunderstanding is a lot funnier. Yes. Um, when she's the- not trapped. Like, Amber isn't trapped the way that this... Uh, well, the- I, I do... I, I mean, we do have that nod to, like, how... Uh, Capital H, horny, like Martin is. Can we say yeah. that on this? Yeah, whatever. Like, we've got three episodes left. Who cares? No, because we have a rating. Yeah, if, look, we've talked about uh, uh, sex work stuff and things like that enough in this. Okay, we, but they if said that comes horny, out. They've said horny in Frasier. If they can say it on. Well, on, Frasier's gotta have it. Frasier's so, gotta have it. Um, But, you know, when she goes, it, it is kind of gross of Martin. Is saying <laughs> yeah, out of context where yeah. because because he thinks she's the physical therapist and she comes out and well this is the part where it gets uncomfortable and mm. icky about like sort of the implication of what's happening at the bachelor party where it's just like oh, Daphne, yeah. Daphne's doing me on the table and like and then it's like yeah what? oh yeah 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 what and the, she got pray well one. What? Like, yeah, what no, is happening? It is, it is, so yeah, this is where it, what we were talking about, where it, like, it's very clearly implied that, yeah, like, and I Daphne has been having sex with Martin because that's what Amber is expected to do. Yeah. And it's like, she is interviewing to be a stripper. A stripper does not have sex with the people that she's stripping for. If yeah. that's what she's doing, that's fine, but that's a different job. Like That seems like that's like two things. Yeah. That's, that's like okay, a, stripping and then we're we're gonna we're gonna, you know, yeah. have a party together. <laughs> right. And if that's what's happening and everyone knows that, and that's the plan, cool. That's I don't fine. think that should be a surprise at a bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, that should like, not be You're a like, here's a goodie bag, and you open it, it's like just a bunch of condoms. You're yeah. like, um, I yeah. <laughs> thought we are going to build a bear. I remember, so uh, the that, that post-secret site? Yeah. I remember seeing some post-secret thing that was like that. Like, somebody invited me to a party, and it, it was this kind of party, mm-hmm. and I was like, they didn't tell me. And it's like, yeah, you gotta tell. Everybody has to know. If that's what's happening at your party, man, we gotta... Hey, Dave, you should put a thing at the beginning. We talk about sex stuff a lot in this. Dave, put an th- intro bit. Like, man, we talk about a lot of sex stuff in this. I know that's what this episode is about, but say it. Record a bit at the beginning. Yeah, like, this, you gotta know what's happening, if that's what's happening at your party. Like, if you're going to a party and that's happening, every and so I, I, So, I still think this part is funny, I like yeah. the nurse y- comment, but yeah. also, why would you want your nanny to wear, like, a nur- nurse outfit? Yeah, like, like, a nurse maid? Which is something totally different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is very different. Yeah, like, if, if, if somebody I was interviewing... If I was interviewing somebody to be a nanny and they were like, "Do you is there anything special you want me to wear?" I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, we need I've got more questions. As the person whose child is going to be taken care of by you when you're asking me this, I I've got I've got some more questions. What do you mean exactly? Well, I guess Have like, others suggested things? Like what? What do you mean? Well, I mean you might 
say something like if somebody has an allergy or something. Yeah, sure. But that's not. That's not. Yeah, it's it's. Weird. Yeah, the it's classic weird. nurse's outfit is not the answer there. If I, if somebody says that, if I'm if I'm the nanny. And someone says that to me. Also, I'm like, we have no conclusion after she comes out of the bathroom. We don't know how this concludes. Yeah, she comes out in like this, like lingerie thing, and Martin's just like, "You're hired." Oh, Cre- creepy! Everything I, is so much is creepy in this. I really like when she gets there and she's like, "Oh, I gotta go buy a teddy after this." I did like and that. She's like, "Oh, that's so cute," because you that's she something a nanny. A nurse- yeah, 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 yeah. Would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just not that kind of teddy. No, not that kind of teddy. Like, there there are, there are, man, you know what this reminds me of? Hmm. A Chris Marshall episode. Because, like, there's a lot that, like, is almost, and then you go, no. Okay, oh. so let's go back to Sue and Harbin's house. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're taking their coffee in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, in the kitchen, in the living room. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is weird. I don't totally understand the scene. I think because so, he wants to be close to the mom, where the casket he just is revealed. Wanna, yeah, or he just doesn't want to hang out in the living room because he yeah, likes it. Yeah, but having... he goes and announces it. He's like, "I've taken my yeah. coffee and hair." What he maybe okay? I feel like this might be just like normally he just has it in the living room, and for some like he's like his wife's so like focused on the company. He's like. Can we have the coffee in the living room where we have the coffee? I guess. I, I guess. I don't. I'm I don't not know. There's a lot it. of weirdness in this relationship. I will, but this did remind me. I feel like a lot of things. Uh, uh, th- like I've seen a lot of things that feature people having like coffee late at night. That like I've never understood because to me, coffee is a thing you have that like wakes you up. Decaf. I feel like most people, when this is happening, they're not having decaf. Yeah, people have coffee after dinner, which I've never understood. That's what I'm saying. Because you're not having dinner at nine a.m. of nine a.m. Wow, (laughs) I hope Uh, not. uh, Uh, Unless that's your life, like like at five or something. Sure, I just mean like for me, like coffee isn't a thing I, I, I could ever drink at night or I'll never go to sleep. So, like, so many things are just make it's so normal to have coffee at night. And I'm like, I no, I couldn't do that. Well. Anyway, but they're going to have their coffee in the living room where there's a casket with the mom where they're having the wake. Where they're giving the coffee to the casket. <laughs> of course. They yeah. got to bring a cup in for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's rude otherwise. Gotta feed your ghosts. <laughs> the thing is, like, they act like this is so weird, but, like, a lot of people have wakes like that. Yeah. Like, isn't I... that Finnegan's wake? Isn't that, like, the whole point of Finnegan's wake is that, like, there's a... Shoulder shrug. <laughs> oh, are you not familiar with Irish playwrights like I am? I'm not. I'm but. getting like flashbacks to <laughs> college and every literature class I had to take. I want to be clear. I've literally ne- I've never read, seen, interacted with Finnegan's Wake. I'm just sort of aware vaguely of what you missed the wake. Wow, I missed Finnegan's Wake. Yes, absolutely. I'm just I'm pretty sure that's kind of that's like what it is. I you. Have zero ideas. I have no idea. People are like, 
you're you right you know this literature <laughs> i'm like uh is it roll doll no <laughs> uh can we yeah. i don't know it i don't know it anyway all i'm saying is that like i feel like the having the body in the house for the wake is not that i don't think weird. it's weird but did they get this um embalmed possibly though i feel like so if i could entirely be making this up but i almost feel like the point of awake is mm -hmm. literally that they might wake like the oh. this is the reason you have it before the funeral is like they're really dead right <laughs> i think like oh, traditionally is that, where, is that oh so why do we still do that? Tradition. That's... Is that really what it is? I, I, I mean... It's one of the... This is one of those things where I'm like, I'm pretty sure, but like, know. it could be mixing up a million different, like, vague connections that have nothing to do with that, but I'm pretty sure, like, I feel like that's kind of what it is. Make sure they don't literally wake, like... Give them some time. I, I was I started watching a mortician on YouTube. Maybe they have a thing about it. Like, I know in, like, there was a time in, like, Victorian times where a lot of people were worried about being buried alive. And so there were rooms where you would just sort of, like, put someone for a while and someone's job was just to sit there and watch them for several days and make sure they didn't start moving. And then at a certain point, you're just like, okay, yeah, we can... Well, but Adrena book makes more sense now. I don't remember. Well, I mean, <laughs> because... What was that book called? My Sweet Adrena or Yeah, something. and like, you know, she gets in that coma or she's yeah. sick or something. Yeah. And... But they never thought she was actually dead. Oh, yeah, okay. But like, I think the thing is like, there's a lot more uh, things that could make you think somebody had died and they hadn't, and then so the got it, got it. Okay, so let's just talk about the scene on the couch when they're yeah. sleeping. It's very, I think this scene's actually pretty cute, where yeah. they're like this gets having... back to what I'm saying. I love the Fraser and Charlotte interaction. Yeah, like they're giggling together. Mm -hmm. To me, this does not seem like the show Fraser at all. I do no. not know what show this is. But um, Fraser is never like this, and mm -hmm. I think the the understanding is that he's so in love that I'm just like, no, it's just no. It feels like a different show. No, you know what this feels like? What? Fraser and Claire. If Fraser and Claire had been in this scene, I feel like the same thing would have happened, like so many seasons ago. Sure, sure. Like literally, if they they could have done this so long ago with they Claire, they could have just had a Frank. I would have settled. <laughs> All right, so Charlotte, um, yeah, and Fraser had this cute moment where mm -hmm. they're like hearing the noises of Jonathan on his art project in the <laughs> yeah. basement. Yeah, which and like I gotta say again, I love like the weirdness of Jonathan. If we ignore the like, and he's like calling him like. Sh my friend, friend Charlotte. Yeah. Friend Charlotte. Like that. Like that's how yeah. you refer to her as friend Charlotte. Like, like I just, I really enjoy that when he's like, 
do you want a butterscotch? And, like, just pulls this butterscotch. Like, he's so weird in a way that I, like, really enjoy in, like, for its awkwardness. If well, we and ignore, we can like, just take it away from what maybe they're implying with it. Right. It's just like, oh, this is weird. It's sort of like when you're watching Napoleon Dynamite kind of yeah, feel yeah. where it's just like, okay, these people are just kind of awkward. And this right. is the point of right. this movie is that everyone's kind of weird and awkward. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it is. Right. Like the line when they're talking about like just finding a hotel nearby. And he's like, what do you think this is? Lancaster? And it was just like, they just all start laughing. And like, clearly nobody knows what that means. Yeah. Like, what? Also, there's a Lancaster everywhere. There and is sometimes a it's Lancaster or Lan- yeah. Lan- Lancaster. Yeah, it's either Lancaster or Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. But like, right? And I thought the same thing. Where like, because you and I have talked about that. Yeah. In the past, but it's such a like a weird thing, like a throwaway line that uh-huh. like I really enjoy the weird awkwardness of that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. And I just um But, but I love like these interactions with the like casket where yeah. like the sun goes up and says something, Jonathan goes up and says yeah, something. Yeah, Jonathan's like our secret is still safe. Yep. Like, says to the body, like, our secret is still safe after he's been doing... Clearly, like, there's clearly some, like, metal buzzsaw sound mm-hmm. happening, and then he comes away from that sound to go to the body and tell the body our secret is still safe. Like, what is happening? Like, there is some fascinating Treasure. stuff. Treasure. <laughs> Probably, And then, yeah. like, the father coming in, so we're getting the last hug... Which yeah, I think is, is supposed like, to be creepy, but I just what yeah, I think is like, creepy about it is that there's strangers living in your living room right yeah. now, and I think that's more strange, mostly because you would not usually do something like that and pretend that people aren't in your home when they yeah. are. The, yeah, like I agree, that's definitely weird. I, I mean, like, like their reaction. I love their reaction in mm-hmm. the background where, like, they're trying so hard to stay silent while mm-hmm. reacting to this, like, seeing a man, like, hearing his mom, dead mom, respond mm-hmm. to his things that he's saying and then hugs the body. I mean, like, we know this family's odd because they're just like, oh, we have to sleep here. And he's like, they're like, the mom, ugh. the mom says, you know. Oh, well, there's Mama's bed, but that's in our room. Yeah. Which, what? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, like, there's there's so much we could say about this entire family. And it's it's almost like, like, she is, like, understandably upset. But, like, she's also kind of terrible. Oh, you the wife? Yeah. yeah Sue. Like, but she's, yeah. like, simultaneously, like, definitely like kind of awful but the stuff she's describing is upsetting like yeah this is like got that vibe of that one x-files episode (laughs) yeah yep yeah that is like kind of was banned from tv for a long time but also i mean 
I know why it was banned. It was, it's pretty controversial. Yeah. Um, but either you know what we're talking about or you don't. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's kind of that vibe. Oh no, I I agree. Like. I mean, again, it gets into, like, the the Norman Bates or, like, it's not quite Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's, like, it's got those vibes. Um, you know, like, that. that but I, I like that we get the whole thing where they're just going to have these summer fling and that, yeah. you know, we get hurt and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I like the whole, you know, you're going to talk all summer and they kiss and it's really nice. It is. But see, this gets back to the thing I was just talking about, like... For 10.9 seasons, Frasier would have said, yeah, like, if there isn't a future here, why do it? Mm -hmm. He has been doing this this entire time. Like, there's, he's had so many relationships that, like, made him happy in the moment, but he ended because he didn't see a future in it. And it's like, okay, your life would have been so much happier if you just, like, had happiness briefly. What's that? If you can only have happiness for a brief amount of time, why even bother, Dave? Because then you have happiness for that time. I don't do it, folks. Don't, yeah, don't. like, <laughs> life is short. Have Be happy in the time that you can instead of, like, having a vague idea of, like, a future sadness. Nobody heard that long pause, but there was a long, meaningful pause just there. Anyway, what else is there to say about this? There's a lot in this episode. Sue's laughing at the mom with a handful of, like, eggs. I don't yeah, know Yeah, she's got a big old on. tray of just, like, mounds of Easter goopy food. candy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Double eggs. The thing is, like, she is... Okay, these end credit scenes are silent, obviously, so we mm-hmm. don't hear anything, but, like... She is inches away from the bed, just laughing and laughing and saying all this stuff and doing a little dance. And then she goes, then she goes up to the bed where Fraser and Charlotte are and like seems to quietly try to wake them up. But it's like, they definitely, like, there's no, this isn't even, this isn't Fraser's soundproof kitchen. It's true. Like, it's true. You, you're being quieter. Now, she's clearly being quieter now trying to wake them up than she was inches away laughing at the dead mom's corpse. This is, like, there's a lot about this, like, this this is just more about that, this thing where it's like, there's elements of this that I find amusing, but, like, like more that just doesn't make any sense, Mm -hmm. that messes it up. Anyway, but she's also just got a tray full of, like, just mounds of food that, like, who knows what they even are. Mm-hmm. And I realize I haven't been looking at my notes for forever. I have no- I took notes, like, a week- It doesn't matter. Yeah. We've covered it all. All right, oh, let's- Oh, okay. I was like, do I have any notes or whatever? So I started scrolling through, because I always highlight them mm-hmm. so they're easier to find. And I literally just found a note that said, she should get one of those soundproof kitchens installed. <laughs> From a different section. That wasn't even what we talked about. It was when she goes off and, like, just starts ranting about how mad she is about the mom. And, like, and then walks in, like, in the middle of it and is just, like, in a happier tone. And I was like, she's going to get one of those soundproof kitchens. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with the other bit that I was just talking about. Anyway, so I guess let's just go to the end of the thing. Mm -hmm. Talk about drinks. All right. 
So it's Fraser's usual. Yeah. Which I assume is still a cappuccino with light foam. I don't know. I'm just going to guess mm-hmm. it's that because we've never seen it be anything else. Um, Some coffee that they get when they get to the house. Mm-hmm. And then um, Niles, in his attempt to cover for why he's at the apartment, was is talking about how he and Fraser were going to share an Oloroso, but Fraser isn't there, so uh, he's going to go. Um, Oloroso is a kind of sherry. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was going to have a share that uh, Oloroso made up thing, but also well, that's the moment when he's, he says like getting the nosebleed and well Daphne um uh, yeah was later. gonna make tea for Amber oh yeah yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah I I know drinks too yeah was it on your list I missed that no I I didn't get that <laughs> I, I, Obviously, again, no callers. So did uh, you... I don't have any words. Yeah, I mean, words. I okay. said just so many of them. We did say a lot of words. Um, but let's like rate it. Let's rate it. Okay, what are you rating? Three point two. Three point two. Because, like I said, there's some parts that I liked. Yeah. And then there are lots of parts that I don't like. Uh, the parts I like are just not a Fraser episode. <laughs> Uh-huh. A, uh huh. It is a show with Kelsey Grammer in it, though. <laughs> mm hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. But 3.2 what? Oh, uh, uh butterscotch candies. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, 3.2 feels right. 3.2 feels like. So I'm going to say that. That's what I'm going to say. What was yours? I didn't have one written down. Oh, okay. But it, felt higher the first time i watched it and uh-huh. the second time i'm like well eh. i i actually gave this a four at first mm. yeah no i'm gonna say 3.2 mamas anyway which means we have final ratings for chris marshall got it uh chris marshall's final rating for all the episodes he's written on 2.97 only rating the ones he wrote alone 2.47 compared to Sam Johnson's 3.18. So, like, yeah, we, um. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. Smell not- you later. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect final thing to say about Chris Marshall episodes. Anyway, uh, IMDb gave this a 7.9. 7.9. Anyway, that's it. That's 7.9. Can't so, trust IMDb anymore. Just have to get my news from somewhere else. <laughs> like, that's a news source. Yeah, probably don't trust I only news. get my news from IMDb. <laughs> you can ask me about any movie come that came out in the last two years and ones that are coming out this year. Movies that are coming out in the next year. Don't ask me this. I literally know nothing about <laughs> movies at all. All right. Okay, we gotta end. Do you have anything else you want to say? It is midnight. Oh, it is midnight. I don't. Nothing. I mean, ah, ah. nothing. You else you want to say? No, I. Okay. I don't. I. It's, no, no. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any final thoughts. Okay. Wear a mask. Abolish the police. Defund we should probably say something about like sex work is protect sex work. Yeah, 
Pay for your porn. Pay for your porn. Protect sex workers. Anyway, protect everyone. Protect people. Just protect people. Like, oh, there's so many people that need it. Anyway, with that, this has been episode 1121 Detour. This is TJ Africade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more information about the show, follow us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Diana Raygun on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and you want to help us do more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade, or rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. We went on one. We went on a crazy bus. We went on a fun bus. The fun bus to Funville. We did. We did. We rode the party bus. The Bustonian. <laughs> <laughs>